Thank you guys for tuning into the Dope Vision Experience podcast. Your boy Frank Nitty. I'm back for another episode. Man, this has been a very, you know, hard, uh, tough week for you, boy, man. As you guys know, we lost Young Dolph, you know, South Memphis rapper, man. He's been in the industry for a long time. Well, well known, well respected. Man, it's just been tough to kind of just see we've losing our, you know, our young kings, man. And it's crazy how you know we're taking each other out. We're we're snatching, they're snatching lives, and man, it just it's just tough to see, man. You you see the outpour that we've seen over the last few days. Um, of course, man, it just took me a while to get to this, man. I just was kind of like, you know, down and out a little bit, man, to kind of just see, you know, a young hustler kind of working his way up, doing his thing. You know, you know, just putting in putting in that work in the rap game and then all of a sudden you just get your life snatched away from them. You know, we've now, you know, more things are starting to come out about the shooting. Of course, if you guys don't know, Young Dolph, he's a South Memphis rapper, man. He came up, you know, M Town, been holding down for a long period of time, man. He's been in the rap game, man. He's worked with a lot of different rappers, you know, a lot of a lot of industry people love him. You know, he's been, you know, two chains, TI. You know, it's been so many the name that he's been, you know, he's putting that work with, man. He's been putting a lot of work in. It's a shame to see him, you know, you know, lose his life over something that we really don't know why. You know what I mean? We just know that he lost his life and now we're trying to, you know, figure out and put the pieces together. You know, he was shot and killed. You know, it looks like a target hit. He was at a local cookie shop. You know, he was there previous the previous week, you know, supporting the cookie shop. And then he went back the week after and some guys rolled up on him. And of course, they shot and killed him. And man, you know, these last couple of days, just kind of just seeing all the, you know, the love and support, you know, being out at the venues, just hearing his music, you know, it just hit a little different. And me being from the South, man, you know, being from Mississippi, we was heavily influenced by Memphis music. You know, I'm two hours from there. And anywhere in the Mississippi area that Memphis music ring out, man, it's like 3-6, Player Fly, 8-Ball MJG, man, it can go on and on, Skinny Pimp, you know, it's just so many, Pat, uh, Project Pat, it's just so many of those, you know, those figures that, you know, that came out of that area, man, and it's just such a, you know, it's a grimy city, you know, I've, I've been to Memphis so many times in my lifetime, you know, I even got family living there, and the city is a grimy city. But it's a city that you love. And I think that's what creates that amazing music that they have. Because they were able to come together and just, you know, stick together like the players and the rappers do in, in the A. Man, they can take over the industry because they have so many great artists. They have so much, you know, great music come out that city. And the city is full with nothing but just blackness. You know, 75, 80% of blackness. You know, it just when you're in that city, man, you can just feel it. You know what I mean? You go to downtown, you, you feel it downtown, you feel it on Beale Street, man. You can feel the music. You know, you go to the, the you go to the place of the hotel where Martin the King was shot. You know, that the Lorraine Hotel, you can go there and you can just feel nothing but the, the vibe of just Memphis, man. It's all over the place. And, you know, that city, man, it's if you've never been to Memphis, it's like no other city in the world. You know, I, I love it, man. I, I love going to the city, you know, just being able to just go through that city and ride. But don't get me wrong. It's very grimy. It's very gutter. But it's a it's a thing that you love. You know, man, you love it because, you know, a lot of our people from Mississippi, they moved to Memphis. So pretty much everybody that's from Mississippi, they came in. I mean, everybody's from Memphis. They basically came in or their family. You know, somebody who come from come from Mississippi. You know, we got a lot of parts called Memphis, Mississippi. You know, you got North Memphis, South Memphis, East Memphis. You know, it's not really a West Memphis because you're going more of an Arkansas. But if you're in the North and the South, you know, what I mean, you know how grimy it is. East, even East Memphis grimy but man just to see our young kings man getting getting, getting cut down so early in life you know he has a family he got 
a girl, they got kids, you know what I mean? And he's supporting for it. One of the biggest things that a lot of people, you know, don't know about Dolph, that each year he was leveling up and buying his kids properties. You know, he had over 100 properties, but this is something he never really talked about. You know, he's, he always talked about getting his money. You know, what I mean, he talked about, you know, his stunning, his flashiness, but he's also was able to give back to the community because each year he was doing a turkey giveaway. And because he got cut down right before the giveaway, his team, PRE, you know, Paper Route Empire, those guys, they still collectively came together and, you know, continued the tradition that he, you know, he put forth and being able to give back to the community. You know, I've always kind of said, like, I kind of, you know, you heard Boosie, you know, Boosie, he talk about, you know, because he came up in New Orleans and Baton Rouge and, you know, he got caught up in a lot of different stuff. Young, served some time in Angola. And when he got out, man, you know, they, he had the pressures of in his own town, his own city. And he said he had to move and he, he just kind of warned people. He's like, man, if you're a rapper, man, you come up in your city, man, you got to move. You got to get out, even though you try to stay there, but you a target. And he's, he's definitely kind of like put some on my mind. I thought about that. And I was like kind of rolling with that as well. Like, man, you know, these because you see Nipsey get cut down in his, in his hometown and in his neighborhood. And but you got to think about it, man, if everybody grow up. And they get to the money and they get to the bag and then they get up and they move away. Then nothing really changes your neighborhood because the system's not set up for you to survive. It's not set up for you to win and prosper. You know, the system is against you. And those who get out the system are the ones who are the ones who are looking to give back and try to help the community grow and help the community be better. But, you know, if you are a person and you grow up, you grow up with everybody in your hometown, everybody know you and you guys all the same. It's kind of hard to hate one another when you're all in the same same area, same zip code. But if you tend to pop and you continue, you make it and they seen that, man, this guy made it, man. I, don't, I remember when he was in high school. I remember when he was in junior high. They always have these old stories about you. And this is what causes the hate and the animosity towards you because you guys all grew up at the same time. You guys had all had the same opportunity, but you made better, you made better with the opportunities that you got. Therefore, that causes the hate and the animosity, man. And nine times out of 10, the people who cut you down and take your life away from it are the people who know you, the people who grew up with you because they can't see themselves seeing you being better than them uh, because of the opportunities that you, 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 the things that you did with the opportunity that you got. So, man, it's just tough to see that, you know, these guys, these rappers, you know, it's, I'm, I'm feeling like, man, it's like the rap industry is like being a rapper is like one of the most dangerous professions right now because they really will cut you down with no regard. Like they they don't fear any of that. You know what I mean? Like they would take your life away from you and leave your family stranded. You know, your father, your husband, a brother, a uncle. A grandfather like they don't care man they just gonna take you out and then they're gonna live with the consequences man and it's just been just like kind of all over the place just seeing the all the outpour of the the social media posts the national news that it's garnered and seeing people come out with the stories about you know the things that he's done for them and it's just kind of hard man because you know i've been rocking with Dolph for man it's it's been some years man i went way back with Dolph, and to see you know how he see the growth and the evolution of his music and him as a human being and him as a father, him as a man to evolve. And that's what you want to see when you see the young kings, man. You want to see these young guys. You want to see them grow up and evolve in the music industry, man. And you want to continue to see them make the money and help the help the neighborhood because nobody's going to save us but us. If everybody makes the money and they move away from their hometown and they move away from their hood, then and they don't come back, then nothing really changes in your neighborhood. Because again, like I said, man, these systems, they are set up for you not to win. It was a system created by white men 
for white men to protect white men and they're upheld by white men so who are they going to look out for they're going to look out for their own you know these systems are not created you know they, they create these systems into my decades years and years ago and they want to continue to run these same rules when things are changing. They were creating these rules when, you know, black men weren't even considered, you know, three, they were considered three fifths of a man. So just, just imagine them creating rules way back then and we're still living by these rules now in the in a, a 21st century. And they continue to make new rules, therefore, to keep us down even more. You know what I mean? So it's just a, it's just a tough time to kind of, you know, go through this as we know, you know, we know how Memphis is. If you don't know, Memphis was at some, at one point, Memphis was the, the highest, it was the murder capital of the U S you know, it was first, it was where first 48 was actually filmed. So, you know, any place that first 48 is filmed, you already know it's a grimy city. And that's the thing, you know, you know, you got the North and you got the West. I mean, you got the North and you got the South Memphis, man. He grew up in South Memphis. You know, South Memphis, you know, it's a, you know, come down Third Street, man. You you kind of see that, that gutterness and you see that grimy part of the city. But, you know, it's a part of that, you know, what I'm saying that that feel of that grittiness that creates that amazing music that we get. We get that tatter club book, you know, they get book, that get book mentality. You know, it's a lot of things that goes on in the city, but it's not a lot of jobs there. That's the crazy thing about it. So you see a lot of hustling. You see a lot of hustling. You see a lot of a lot of getting your money type guys and they get out in the streets. And that's the thing, man. They don't care. They will cut you down. They won't think of, they won't think twice about it. You know, what I mean, because of the hatred that they have for you, they see you shine. They see you stun. They see you doing your thing. And again, it comes from that, that mentality that crabs in the barrel. You know, if you're trying to get out the barrel, they're pulling you back down. So, man, again, I just want to say I want to send my condolences to him and his family, man. And I want you guys to kind of, you know, rock with me while I get through this, man. And man, like I said, man, it just took it just took a lot out of me to kind of, you know, record and talk about this, man. You know, because this is something that really touched, you know, dearly to me. Because like I said, man, I'm from the South, man. I'm from the Mississippi, man. And to be able to be that close to kind of know and feel, feel that energy and feel that vibe. But, you know, the South kind of hurting right now from you know, losing one of his own, you know, because man, Memphis, they, they had over 275 murders this year. It lets you know how, how grimy the city is. You know, I'm not trying to c compare it to any other city. We know Chicago has its ups and its downs and it's, it's troubling times, but Memphis is just, just as, you know, a grimy, you know, with 275 murders, that's a lot of murders in the city that probably gone unsolved. But of course, if you wanted the ones that a little bit more of the notoriety, you're going to get a little bit more of the to talk about um, when a news cycle comes, and so you know, to be in the be in the be in the club and just hearing his music, it just hits different, man. You know, even though I've always enjoyed his music, you know, me and the homies, we always talk about his music. Anytime he drops something new, we kind of rocking with it, we rolling with it because he kind of gives us this. And that's the thing about you know when you gravitate to these rappers because you grew up in these impoverished neighborhoods and you you live that way and you grew up that way and then when you hear guys who you know talk about that because that's the way they grew up you kind of gravitate to them and so what they do is they continue to go out and they you know they, they talk about their lives and the way they grew up and they continue to talk about their stuff and we give it attention so therefore they talk about it even more because that's what we want to hear because we give it his attention and the more attention we give the more he or more the rappers talk about it but we just don't know man it's just the same time it's the same thing it's like the detriment to them because they don't get a chance to actually move on um, beyond that because it's, they're always talking about what they're doing what they did how they came up and that breeds 
jealousy you know especially if you're making money off that grind you make um, off that hustle you know you just don't know who is not for you when you're doing those type of things man so i know i'm just kind of like you know rambling but you know i ain't even get no intro for this there's no ads there's no cut breaks there's no nothing man it's just raw unfiltered emotions you know coming straight to you from me you know it's it's the dog world man you know you know i it's just so much that can be said about our black men's taking out other black men's and i you know don't have to do some research just to know that tennessee passed the the open carry law and kind of i was listening to you know a little bit more i was listening to project pat one of my homies sent me you know a video and i was kind of listening to project pat talk and kind of talk about the the laws what it comes down to the gun laws like at one point you were able to they passed a the law where you're able to have the gun you can have it in your house and then it changed up another time where now you can have it in the car but you can't have a clip or the bullets you have to have it in glove glove compartment you have to have it separated and now you can just ride with a you can just ride with a pistol in your lap on a seat get pulled over and nothing happens so you can just basically be you know pull up to a light somebody kind of talking sideways or you will cut you off you can pull up and pull the draco out and you can just let it loose right there you can just burn somebody right there on the spot you know what i mean just to have the have the the already knowing that this city how grammy city is and and how many murders take place in the city why would you pass a gun law like this to allow people to carry guns without even having a license because you don't even have to have a license you just get a gun have a gun in your car and you can go about your business anybody say something to you sideways or you guys get in some type of altercation you pull out the pistol because you got it on you it's readily available and it's already known that those who have readily available you know weapons are more likely to use them so if somebody's if these you know what I'm saying everybody riding around the city with dracos they ready for that action because they know how it's go down they know how it go down they know they know if something happens or some something pop off they can just pop the trunk not even pop the trunk no more nah, take that back you don't even have to go pop the trunk no more it's on your seat it's on your lap you know what i mean like back in the day you had like go pop the trunk pull out the pistol and go you know put it you know let, let it look let it loose let it ring out but now you don't even have to pop the trunk you can just pull it off the off your passenger seat or off your lap and just let that thing go just imagine you in traffic and you cut somebody off and they're having a bad day and they got a Draco or something on the lap or a nine or, you know what I'm saying, just anything in the lap. They just ready to file off in your car and they take your life from you over something that was just meaningless of you cutting them off in traffic or just saying something to them sideways. Or, you know, you know down in the South, man, when you're in the club, you got on some fresh kicks or you got on the fresh Air Force Ones or on fresh J's or fresh, you know, just, just some new kicks or whatever, man. And you step on somebody's kicks in the club, that can cost you your life because man these guys are they're just so ready they so amped up they so you know got their pills they ready to show out man they ready to, they ready to take a life and that's how i go down man down in the south man it's just it's just different you know i know like up top like up in new york and stuff like that you can't even carry guns they got the gun law so restricted like, like you get caught with a gun you get you know possibly up to three years just for carrying a gun but in the south you go get a gun anytime you want with no license so it's just different man like you can pop into a gun store they run your background check and then all of a sudden they can get a gun i know this for a fact because i remember when i was back in the day when i was in a sip i wanted me a pistol you go into the gun store they run your background do a background check everything come back clear 20 minutes later you can be having you can have a gun in your hand and walk out the door with a new pistol with bullets None of that, oh, we give you the gun today, we seen the bullets another day, nothing that, you know, you get the gun and the bullets on the spot. And that's how I go down in the South, man. So everybody got a gun. 
and it's just different it's just different if you've never been down there you know trust me it's just different it's not like it is out west or up north and things like that you know what i mean like you can get a gun legally at any point in time that you want there's no barriers you know for getting any kind of guns no resistance you know in other places you have a resistance to try to get a get a firearm but not in the south you can just get whatever you want and these streets don't love you man no matter how much you give back the streets don't love you you can be giving back any time any day any place anything if they feel like they're if you're a threat to them and they don't want you around anymore they'll take your life away from you Although you're doing all this good for the for the neighborhood, you know, man, you making all this money and you pouring it back into your neighborhood. They don't care because they see they see that it's not them or they see, you know, that somebody else is giving you attention. And that's where we're going to regard our attention. Like imagine if you are a dolphin, you're doing all these great things and you buy it, you're giving them like these turkeys and you, you go you go get the turkey and somebody's mother or, or an auntie or somebody get the turkey from you and they take it home and on, on Thanksgiving day they've whipped up the turkey and all they're talking about is, man, how good Dolph is, how great Dolph is. Dolph did this for us, Dolph did that for us. And all of a sudden you and you're in them same shoes, you've been knowing him since you grew up and you're hating that on the inside. It's creating hatred on the inside. And what you do is you start to hate them more and more. And if something doesn't like about him, you had the opportunity to talk it up and go get you a pistol. And you can take somebody's life just because of the hatred that you built up for somebody. You know, again, you know, I go back to that. Do you move out of your hometown once you make it? You know, what I mean, I feel like I'm a little torn, man, because, you know, I, I, I had to move out of my town. You know, what I mean, I grew I grew up in a small town, less than 10,000 people, man, and to. And to us, man, only thing, only thing that give, you know, that you were able to do down there is like they want you want to be a fireman, you want to be a, a lawyer or a doctor. It was really nothing in between. You know, it really wasn't no, you know, let's go get a job at or work at the factory. It's like if you don't want to be those type of things, you're working at the factory. You go and work this place called, you know, Bachelors or DNL, or you're just working at these type of places. These are the the factory jobs that you're gonna get, and you're gonna make little to nothing, and you're gonna have to be happy with that. And I didn't want that, man. I didn't want that. I saw that. I saw my parents work factory jobs all their lives. And I didn't I didn't want to do that. You know what I mean? I wanted to get away. And so, you know, I got an opportunity to go to school. I got out the neighborhood. And then, of course, I would come back on the weekends. And, you know, you continue to kind of rock with your same friends that you grew up with. But then you start to, you know, create that distance when you, you know, you see that your friends are not like, you know, doing anything but other than what you guys were doing when you were young. You know what I mean? They, they're not evolving, you know, and you're trying to evolve, but you, you, you're still coming back to the same neighborhoods. And so at some point you got to continue to grow and see the world. And that's what my pops always used to tell me. He's like, man, it's, it, this world is bigger than what these few blocks that you ride around in and you're walking around in. And then once I start to kind of get out and see that, I really enjoy being away, you know, and, and seeing new things and experiencing new things and getting away. But then I do go back. You know, I get an opportunity to go back. And I talk to the kids and I try to, you know, motivate them and show them different things or ways they can make hustle. I wanted to do more of that. But of course, COVID hit. And once COVID hit, I haven't been back to my hometown. You know, well, I have been, but we couldn't do anything because COVID was still kind of hot then and you couldn't really, you know, get to do any gatherings. But once we kind of like let up a little bit more and I get back to the crib, I'm definitely going back and we're going to be talking about some things to kind of help motivate the kids and show them different ways and make money besides just going into working at, you know, churches or McDonald's or, 
you know, places like that. And when we was coming up in those neighborhoods, man, working McDonald's was just a part-time job, like for the kids and stuff like that. But now it's become like those those people who were didn't really didn't really want to you know get out and grind and hustle and do nothing like that. They've now got those jobs and they made those those their career jobs. So it makes it harder for the younger kids to get jobs because the the, the younger kids who grew up they got into those roles and they made those permanent roles and now they don't have those little opening part-time jobs for kids as much and so what they do is they don't have anything to do and either time it's a devil's workshop so if you already know if there's no jobs there's no money being made you're going to get into something that you don't have any business getting into and so that's what i want to do i want to get back and help provide them opportunities of how to make money online and different things like that but you know no matter how much you give back like i said man they, they the streets just don't love you so it doesn't matter how much you give when you give it, who you give it to, you know what I mean? You can't you can't trust the streets and you can't live by, you know, the streets to make you go out and do something that you don't want to do. You know what I mean? If you get into something and you, you're expecting the streets to, you know, the streets telling you to do this, do this, do this. And if you end up doing it, you go lose your life. You lose 25 years of life uh, on, because you did something that you deep down, you know, you shouldn't have been doing, but you listen to the streets and that's what happens. And so now, man, we of course we've seen um, the, the video and the pictures and the outpour, and they've actually, you know, found the car that was involved in the, the hit of of Dolph. You know, we're gonna hear some more information to come. I'm pretty sure once we kind of get those still images, and the neighborhood's gonna do what it's gonna do, man. And the, and the world's gonna continue to turn. But but uh, as of today, man, you know, it's just a, it's a sad day and sad week for the hip hop community, and just to you know to lose another one of our young kings to some senseless violence. And it goes, it's deeper than that. You know what I mean? It's deeper than you know, it, it's deeper than that. But but for right now. It's just tough. It's tough for me. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to like just share my 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 raw emotions about this, man. You know, I've been streaming his music. Of course, I was doing it beforehand, but just even more now to just know that he's not going to be here for his family anymore. You know, but that's the kill part. His kids not going to be able to grow up and and see that enjoyment that he had with you know with their pops and stuff like that yes they're gonna be able to look back at old videos and listen to his music but they're not gonna see his pops evolve to the next level of his life where he's probably gonna be talking about you know things other than what he was talking about previously you know hustling you know women drugs cars clothes jewelry those type of things he's gonna be evolving and doing and more things because that's the next level next evolution of a rapper man they continue to level up and they continue to talk about new topics and especially with kids man you're gonna grow up and your kids gonna want to look back at that old music you don't want them to kind of just be listening to all your old stuff you want to be listening to something relevant to what's going on in your life and that's what music it all it, it, it basically reflects on what you're doing and he was going to be doing more things and he was going to be you know contributing to the community even more and he's going to be talking about these things so for him not to be able to do that it's kind of just sad you know it's just sad to see you know i feel for you know the family and the kids you know not to be able to be with their pops because you know i do have kids i have two beautiful queens you know little girls and i love them to death and you know just to follow me not being able to be here to kind of coach them through life and to see those wonderful moments because that's what we live for we want to be old we want to grow old we want to be able to see our we want to be, be able to see our grandkids and our great grandkids that's what we want man and that's what you that's the i think that's the real purpose of life man to be able to grow and grow old and see those seeds that you the seeds that you planted to sow and to grow up and blossom and continue to you know create life and your seed continue to you know put more into this world and put positivity into this world like you know 
it's something that that's what life is about man it's not all about this money cars and clothes it's not it's not that's not what it's about man it's about experiences and, and family you know living living great living healthy living long enough to see your family grow see your kids grow you know giving back to them seeing them make their mistakes and seeing them come back from those mistakes and coaching them through that and seeing how they evolve and become their own individual persons you know those those are things that are priceless you know there's something that money can't buy money can't buy that money can't buy that happiness so man it's just so those small little you know keys to life where you just want to be able to uh, and cherish every moment moment of it because life is so precious it's so precious man it i i i, I must just say it's so precious because you can literally be here one moment and go on the next and that's why we have to make sure that our life is in order you know each and every day we possibly can you want to have your life insurance set up you want to have your you know beneficiaries and stuff set up you want to have your your 529 set up for your kids your etfs your stock plans you want to have all this stuff in place so if you if you do leave this earth because we're all on borrowed time you know we all literally are on borrowed time so if you do leave this earth you know too early things are in place so that you can take care of your family when you're gone and you know those are you know life insurance is is important because you know with death that helps you know provide for the family once you're gone like they should be able to have an opportunity to continue to live a comfortable life what with the things that you set up for in place so that you if you are taken away from them at an early age or too soon that they are able to still be able to function be able to make make it out here in the world and not be having to you know do fish plates on the corner and be doing all these different things to try to get money to put you in the ground like you have to be able to take care of things while you're here line them up you know that's why i try to get everything lined up so if i am taken away from my family too soon then they are taken care of my kids are taken care of because that's what i that's what i that's what i do and that's what i want to do as a father and as a husband you know as a man you want to be able to provide even when you're not you're no longer here and that's what we're hustling for we're hustling for these kids and we're hustling for these grandkids you know we're hustling for these for their future you know, we plant these seeds because we once they grow, we want to be able to make sure that they can stand on their own and not blow down and tip over or, you know, go on the wrong path when you're no longer here. So, man, but like I said, man, I, I my condolences goes out to Dolph and his family. You guys have to, you know, you know keep me in prayer. Like I said, stream his music because he did. He talked about owning all his masters and all his music. So anytime you stream his music, that money cycles and it, it, it flows back to his estate which then goes back to his family and his kids. So his kids will always be, you know, being able to provide for themselves with the money that they generate from his catalog, you know, with him owning all his masters. So that's a wonderful thing, you know, especially with the streaming, the streaming platforms, being able to go out and play his music any given time and to know that their, their revenue that's going to be generated from that, from those sales and from those streams going to go back to his family. So, you know, stream the music, enjoy it, you know, you know, listen to it. You know hear his words you know take something from it because i definitely you know i've taken a lot from his music and take those words and go out there and get to the money like Dolph said man never forget to bet on yourself it's collaboration over competition always chase your dreams you either go out there and chase your dreams or you wake up and you build a vision for somebody else each and every day so with that man it's your boy frank nitty i'm signing off but before i get out of here i definitely gotta let you listen to one of these tough tunes from the young king Young Dolph, King of Memphis, Paper Route Empire, South Memphis on. Let's get it. Hey. 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 Hey.
crack baby Damn. Mama, she was in the street, so guess who raised me? Street, you motherfucking right, couldn't get it from my mama So I got it off the block Been working my whole life, but I ain't never punched a clock Nine years old, I seen a nigga get shot Damn. Damn. Niggas quick to run they mouth when they get jammed Pussy-ass nigga, tell it on his own fam same nigga that you break your neck for yeah. Be the same nigga that cross you out and wet you up Supposed to be chasing money, but you chasing bitches Real bosses don't talk, we just sit back and listen Stack that paper up and then make boss moves She like to argue, so I sent that bitch to law school your dog no matter what. Preach. Same bitch decline, she loves you, she'll set you up. Preach. Out here in these streets, it ain't no such thing as love. Preach. The only thing I trust is this pistol and these slugs. Preach. Zay got the motherfucking bass thumping. Dolph got the motherfucking trap jumping. Doors to the trap open. I sell you something. You Hell no, nah, don't ask. I ain't fronting nothing. Nah. I fucked your bitch and told her I see you around. <laughs> Dolph just skipped town with two hundred thou. Dolph just pulled an eight in a two liter pop. They say Dolph addicted to these streets just like his pops. Damn. Addicted to hustling. I can't stop. Won't stop. Every day niggas cross their partners out for Benjamin. Keep, keep it real with your dog no matter what. Same bitch decline, she loves you, she'll set you up. Preach. Out here in these streets, it ain't no such thing as love. Preach. The only thing I trust is this pistol and these slugs. Preach. Real nigga shit, only when I do speak. If that nigga don't work, he'll fucking leak. Preach. I ain't got shit for a nigga, I ain't nothing in this motherfucking world. Preach. Preach.